podcast going. I have the video going secondarily, momentarily, maybe. How's everybody doing? Hey guys, welcome to another Americana the American Way. I'm Big John here on a Saturday night or early Sunday morning. However you choose to do set your clock, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Um, just kind of chilling like a non-villain here. And uh, saw some inter interesting things in the news. And uh, thought I'd, I'd give it a shot and see what, what we think about it. So I'm going to light up this little cigar. The girl at the store gave me the wrong thing, but I was a, a drive-through window, so I was in the cigar bag before I could realize you dummy. You gave me a mini version of the thing I wanted. But anyhow, let's get it going. America's voting laws are changing dramatically, state by state, and perhaps someday coast to coast. Nearly every state has had new voting restriction bills introduced, more than 400 <laughs> in all. This is happening despite Trump administration officials calling the 2020 presidential election the most secure in American history. On Capitol Hill, senators are debating a Democratic response to these GOP bills, H.R. 1, better known as the For the People Act. The mission in today's Republican Party is silence in the face of provable lies. <laughs> lies that right now are poisoning our democracy. This is Chuck Schumer talking right now. And exciting a plague of voter suppression. Our democracy is not in crisis. And we aren't going to let one party take over our democracy under the false pretense of saving. That hearing ended in a... The second old white guy you heard was Mitch McConnell. Sometimes referred to as General Akbar from Star Wars. <clears throat> Usually I just refer to him as the big white goober. Party line tie. The bill's trapped in committee until Majority Leader Chuck Schumer discharges it to the floor. But from there, its future's uncertain. Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia is a vocal opponent. But is the For the People Act the best way to counter voting restriction bills across the country? Joining us now is Rick Hassan, a professor of law and political... Okay, everything he just said is bullshit. There are no voter restriction laws across the country. Political science at UC Irvine. He's also the author of Election Meltdown, Dirty Tricks, Distrust, and the Threat to American Democracy. Professor Hassan, welcome. Great to be with you. Okay, in case you didn't hear what he said, because I was talking over it. This is Professor Richard L. Hassan. Sure, he's a liberal quack. White as white can be. In terms of the way they might be revising voter laws, I remember I interviewed Gabriel Sterling from Georgia not too long ago, and he definitely agreed that some of what's in these bills is purely partisan politics, but that there is always room to improve the way we run elections and the way we vote. 
Sure. Well, you know, a lot of these bills are not even being proposed as serious measures. They're just a way of, of pleasing the Trumpian base. Uh, the Georgia bill that passed has some things in it that are okay. Uh, there's one provision that's gotten some attention uh, as a negative involving uh, how you verify absentee ballot uh, identification, um, but it replaced signature matching, and that had proven to be problematic in the past. So it's not as though every bill that passes, you know, every provision of it. Okay, good. Yeah, in the Georgia bill, to get a or uh, to verify your absentee ballot, you have to provide like the I think the excuse me last four digits of your social number, maybe your driver's license number, or a photocopy of your of your state identification card. Which, by the way, in the state of Georgia, state ID cards are free, and even I think like seventy seven percent of uh, black folks uh, surveyed said that they support voter ID. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, some uh, parts of the Georgia bill expanded some of the times that people could vote early. But there's lots that is suppressive and even worse than that. Okay, wait one second. There's a lot. <laughs> wait one second. This guy's a professor of God knows what, at uni the University of California, Irvine, which is, um, it's got a good, uh, I think, biology or science department. I don't, evidently, his political science department is not that great because this guy's about, eh, it looks like he's in his 50s, and he just said the word lots. This bill has lots. Okay, yeah, uh, my fourth grade reading teacher used to crack me on the knuckles with a ruler for saying lots. Continue on, liberal panty waste. Lot that is about trying to change who gets to run elections and who gets to count votes. And so Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State of Georgia who stood up to Trump, he's now been cut out from the state election board and he's going to be replaced by someone who's handpicked by the Republican legislature who's likely to be more political in deciding how to uh, administer elections in places when there's a conflict. Senator Joe Manchin, as we mentioned, has some concerns about the For the People Act, but he did suggest another proposal related to the John Lewis Voting Act that has to do with pre-clearance, this, this uh, system that had been in federal law where areas that have a history of voter suppression have to get permission before they change their voter laws again. Here's part of what Senator Manchin said about that. The John Lewis Voting Rights Act should be expanded to all 50 states and the territories. When it first came out in 65, it was for the states that basically the southern states. It was struck down. It was struck down by the United States Supreme Court. But if we apply it to all 50 states equally, I believe that we have a good piece of legislation that protects the accessibility to the polling place for every voter. It basically is fair and it secures the vote. Professor, what do you make of that idea? Well, you know, Joe Manchin is the 50th vote among Democrats. And not only would he have to agree to 
support whatever legislation uh, he thinks is worthwhile on voting rights, he'd have to agree to somehow get around the filibuster. So I'm not sure how serious this is because he's also said he's not willing to get around the filibuster. And uh, there are not going to be 10 Republican senators who would agree to extend preclearance nationwide. It's also not clear that extending preclearance nationwide would necessarily solve the constitutional problem that the Supreme Court recognized in the 2013 Shelby County versus Holder case when it when it killed off that part of the Voting Rights Act. Uh, so I don't know if this is a serious proposal. Uh, if Joe Manchin is ready to come to the table and come up with some some voting laws that would put a break on the most suppressive aspects of what we see and the, and the parts of the laws that are making it easier for election officials to manipulations, that's great. But I, I don't know that this is really a serious mm-hmm. proposal that's going to move it. Any- I, first of all, this uh, professor is speaking in extremely broad terms. He has not, mind you, not yet stated one section of one law that restricts or suppresses people's right to vote. And no Democrat can show you where that happens. The big problem they have is we're cracking down on laws, making it harder for <clears throat> dead people, whether it's one or it's one million, dead people to vote. We're making it more difficult for people to falsify who they are when they show up to the polls. They have to show a, a simple identification card with a picture on it. Now, here in Ohio, I think we've made it easier to cheat to vote. You know why? Because when I go to the polls, I used to have to physically hand my driver's license or photo ID or uh, they would even settle for uh, a bill, uh, you know, like your gas bill or electric bill. You could hand that to the polling clerk and they would look at it and say, well, you say you're John Morrow. Your electric bill says John Morrow. There's a John Morrow on the voting rolls. So I guess we got to let you vote. But now I can walk up with an ID that can be faked. People still have fake IDs, people. Anyways, it's a little harder because there's, I'm about to explain. But you, you walk up there, you scan or swipe your uh, ID card. And it either reads the barcode on the back of it or it reads the uh, magnetic strip on your ID card. Heck, I can go steal somebody's ID. You can make fake ones. They do it all the time. It's one of the biggest, uh, biggest, um, what do they call that thing? Uh, Biggest ways to steal someone's identity. There used to be an app that you could, that criminals could get on their phones. They can click the app, walk past you, scan the seat of your pants where your wallet's sticking out, or scan your purse. And all your credit card and uh, identification card information is stolen in a matter of seconds or second, however long it takes to walk by somebody's uh, purse or pocketbook or wallet and, and hit an app. So it's easy to steal people's identity, but whatever. 
the only thing that these uh, voting rights laws in these states have done is make it harder for Democrats to cheat. And trust me, for somebody that's been doing this for over 20 years, the Democrats play dirty. Uh, they used to say it's because they can't fundraise the way Republicans do. Now they actually equal or sometimes outpace us on fundraising. But that's not enough. They have they they just have it in them that they have to cheat to win, or even they even cheat in areas where they know they're gonna win. It, it's weird. Um, I'm through with this guy. As as Joe Pesci would say of my cousin Vinny, everything that guy just said is bullshit. Thank you. Uh, you know, I've told the story a hundred times, but why not tell it again? Uh, you know, I work the polling locations in, uh, the city of Akron, uh, almost in the heart of the city. We had 117 people come through my polling area, my location where I was assigned, and tried to vote illegally. They all had some story of how, oh, I just moved here. That's why my name's not in the book. And luckily, I had uh, three nice little old ladies, uh, great cooks. You ever want to eat good, work work the polls on election day. The, the, these nice older women cook up a feast, you, you know. It, it, and you get like really long breaks. Well, anyways, you'll eat well. Uh, point is, you know, these guys came through there, 117 of them, you know, oh, I just moved to this this area from such and such, uh, and it was always from like a Republican neck of the woods. Uh, you No Republican's going to move from this rich area into the inner city. <laughs> but, you know, they Democrats probably told their... Uh, potential cheaters that, oh, say you you just moved from this place to, you know, throw off the Republican that's working the polls so they'll let you vote if they think you're from, you know, this, this Republican stronghold area. Man, I don't let nobody cheat. My own part, I'm harder on my own party than I am on the filthy Democrats. Um, uh, now I gotta refresh this Washington Examiner article. Trump uh, is alleging now that the entire database of Maricopa County, Arizona, has been deleted. Uh, the Washington Examiner reports Trump colon the entire database of. Maricopa County in Arizona has been deleted. Delete, delete, delete. Where's the article at here? Former President Donald Trump took to his new blog Saturday to, pro to repeat a widely shared claim about the Maricopa County, Arizona election audit. The entire database of Maricopa County, Arizona, Arizona, has been deleted. 
Trump said in a post, calling the action illegal. Might be illegal. The former president has routinely and publicly questioned the legitimacy of the 2020 presidential election, in which he supposedly, uh, it doesn't say supposedly, in which he lost both the electoral vote and popular vote to President Joe Biden. He got 75 million votes. That's a record. Joe Biden supposedly got 80 million. Yeah, right. And uh, I just fell off a turnip truck. Uh, so, still, he, he he beat all of the polls. All the pre-election polls said he would lose by double-digit percentages in red states, purple states, uh, blue states. I think they had him losing by quintuple digit percentages. Didn't even know that was possible, but that's what the polling said. So here we go. Uh, this is illegal. Who? Whoops! 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 Get back here. Uh, earlier this week, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors Chairman Jack Sellers, a Republican, responded to these claims after Arizona Senate President Karen Fan wrote in an open letter serious issues that had come that she had with the audit process. These issues include a claim the database was deleted, as well as alleged non-compliance of legislative subpoena <coughs> and chain of custody issues with the ballots. This is why Republicans are passing these reform laws around the country. From see in Ohio, sorry, we do elections good, gooder, we do it well. When that ballot card and the ballots, that memory card and the ballots leave that precinct, there has to be a Democrat and a Republican take the memory card out of the machine, and a Democrat and a Republican in one car have to drive that bag of ballots and the memory card to the Board of Elections. Why can't every state do that? That's what's called chain of custody. And all four members of the uh, elect, all four election judges at the polling location have to sign a receipt that is printed out by the voting machine with all the vote tallies listed on it for the day. And that signature, when they sign that receipt, when they sign that poll book, they are swearing uh, under oath and penalty of law that they witnessed and certify that this election has been held fairly and properly accordance with the laws. That's the chain of custody, and that's what some of these other states are trying to tighten up. So when you hear them talking about chain of custody of ballots, that's one of the things they're talking about. From the time that ballot is cast to the time it is counted at the Central Board of Elections, who has handled that ballot? When that ballot is handed off, 
Now here in Ohio, we hand it off to a Democrat and a Republican at the Board of Elections. They take it into the building. A Democrat and a Republican open the bag of ballots, open the case with the memory card in it, and do their thizang. Other states, I don't know what the hell they do. But this is what the Democrats are complaining about. And Republicans are complaining that they don't feel the system is secure enough. What, what's wrong with having secure elections? There's not a damn thing about any of these laws or any of these questions that are being raised that is hurting anyone's right to vote. And even when you ask the average black person on the streets, I've seen a lot of man-on-the-street interviews conducted by Republicans like uh, the Kent State gun girl, Caitlin Bennett, and others. They go up to black people and say, "Don't do you think that you should have to have uh, an ID card to vote, a photo ID? And black people are like, yes, you got to have a photo ID to get your check. You have to have a photo ID to get on an airplane to go, you know, do this and that. Why shouldn't you have to have one to vote? So it's not the, uh, <coughs> the, bank, the, the black man and woman on the street uh, have to have a problem with this. It's your brainwashed folks, uh, like our white liberal professor friend we just heard talking, that are that are spewing these lies and saying that this is voter suppression. They're you know trying to restrict people's voting rights. It's white liberals like Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, the ones that Malcolm X warned you about in the 1960s. He said the most dangerous thing in the Western Hemisphere is a white man that calls himself a liberal. Oh, boy, man. So, that's where we are on voting rights. You ain't losing any. The, the law applies the same to blacks and whites. It's not like the Jim Crow South, like our third most racist president, Joe Biden, claims. So let's see. Speaking of Joe Biden, I saw this. Joe has, uh, President Joe Biden, or Joe, I just call him Joe. We're, we're old chums. We go way back. Back, back to, you know, back in the day when, when guys used to carry razor blades and they'd bang them on the ground to, uh, dirt, make them something. And then they'd stick them in a barrel of water to get them rusty. Also makes them really dull, but I don't know. According to Joe Biden, Joe Biden has made phone calls to both the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. I like old Benny, Benjamin Netanyahu. And Palestinian Authority President uh, Mahmoud Abbas, A-B-B-A-S, on Saturday, amid increasingly violent attacks that have left at least 139 people dead in Gaza this week. Um, I wonder how, how many Israelis have died in the Palestinian rocket attacks that 
caused Israel to be violent in Gaza. And I'm pretty sure a substantial amount of those 139 are Hamas terrorists, but Newsweek's not reporting those details. Uh, Biden reaffirmed his strong support for Israel's right to defend itself in his high-level call with Netanyahu, but the president also demanded the safety and security of journalists in the wake of an Israeli airstrike on the Jalala building that housed media outlets, the Associated Press, and Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera is the propaganda news agency of Middle Eastern terrorists, okay? But still, journalists or alleged journalists should not be uh, blown up. But again, there were... I'm sure the target of that Israeli airstrike was Hamas terrorists, not journalists. So, in separate conversations with Abbas... Excuse me. In a separate conversation with Abbas, Biden reiterated his strong commitment to negotiate a two-state solution between the Palestinians and Israelis. Well, here's an idea. Palestinians, behave yourselves in Gaza. Stop launching rockets into Israel, and then they won't have to bomb your ass. You know, people say the uh, Israeli soldiers that excuse me while I read light. There were people that claim that these rocket attacks were provoked by the Israeli soldiers that guard the checkpoints or uh, point, points of entry between Israel and Gaza. Well, here's what happens. Terrorists from Hamas sneak through the Gaza and Israeli border. They go into Israel and they blow up discotheques or nightclubs. I don't know why they still disco in Israel, but they do. Disco is really big in the Middle East. Uh, I think they just call them disco clubs. Uh, but anyways, uh, I don't think they're listening to you know the Bee Gees and doing the hustle. But anyways, they are... Hamas blows these discotheques up all the time in Israel. Uh, they bomb cafes, uh, marketplaces. In Israel, man, they have, like, when the when a siren goes off, they have, sadly, they have a terrorist response, like civilian volunteers that throw on their, um, it's kind of like the equivalent of the American Red Cross, but they go into action giving aid and first aid, medical treatment, getting their fellow Jews onto ambulances to be rushed to the hospital. They got this down pat in, their, uh, in how they respond 
uh, t when one of these attacks happens in order to save lives. But these attacks should not be happening at this point. Israel has existed in this plot of land since the 1940s. <clears throat> the Gaza Strip, which is you know, on one side of Israel, is the Palestinian portion. There are other Palestinian uh, regions there around Israel. And really up until Trump was president, the Muslims ran Jerusalem. Uh, the American embassy, the holy city of Jerusalem, which is the holy city for Islam as well as Christianity and Judaism, it's basically been run by Islam. And finally, we had a United States president with the, the intestinal fortitude. I was trying to look for a word that wasn't a swear word. Intestinal fortitude to put the American embassy in Jerusalem like others had promised, like Obama, like Bush, like Clinton, like Bush. <laughs> okay, finally Trump put the American embassy in in uh, Jerusalem, <clears throat> but you know, it, anyways, that's not the point of this. Stop attacking Israel. Stop terrorizing the Israeli people. It's been almost 70 years that Israel has been in the place that it is. And they've had to fight off wars to keep their land in that short time with a startup army from start an army from scratch. They've had to repel multiple terrorist attacks yearly weekly, daily, at times, from Hamas and the Palestine Liberation Organization, which are now the Palestinian government. It's not a matter, it's like, you know, the United States wants to give in, Israel will give uh, Palestine or Pal the Palestinians an inch and then they want a mile. It's like, every time we compromise with the Palestinians after they've done this terrorizing, then they want more because they see that Israel backs off, the United States backs off, because we don't want a total war in the Middle East. <coughs> we don't want an all-out war over there. It would be a waste of our time. But every time we give Palestine, the Palestinians... The Hamas, the PLO, an inch, they take them, they want a mile. Say, so, oh, you gave us this much, now we want that much. We gotta get these people to stop terrorizing Israel. That's all there is to it. Alright, guys, God bless you. Thank y'all for watching. Pray for each other. Thanks for listening. Do all that like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, give a good rating, whatever the thing is on the platform you're listening or watching on. Thank you all. God bless you. Have a great day. Whoop. Whoop. Pushing buttons. Pushing buttons. I need to hire somebody to push buttons for me. There we go. Maybe. There we went.